Good evening. I want to say thanks to my mom and to my dad for being faithful to the Lord, for preaching what I heard this morning. It meant a lot to me. I got to be honest with you, I got a real heavy heart tonight. Been fighting emotions all weekend. Just a little bit worried about this country. We're in a bad way. We're in a bad way. I'm fearful tonight, to be honest with you. I'm fearful of the wrath of God. I'm afraid of the hand of God. Afraid of it. Let's pray, church. Father God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you that we have a place that we can gather still and worship you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, for a place that we can come and eat the bread of life, Father God. Lord, we lift up all of those families who are hurting, Father God, who have suffered pain, Lord, and loss and great distress, Father God. Lord, we beg your mercy, Lord God. We beg your mercy on those families. We beg your mercy, Lord God, on this nation. Lord God, have mercy on the church. Have mercy on those that are unsaved, the heathens. Have mercy on this government. Have mercy on us, Father God. All I can cry is have mercy, Lord. Have mercy, 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 Lord. Mercy on us, Father God. Lord God, tonight we fear you, Lord God. We fear your wrath, Father God. Lord God, for we are deserving of your wrath, Lord God. Lord God, we just fear you tonight, Lord. Lord, we just pray that your anointing will rest upon this pulpit tonight, Father God. Lord, that your words would come forth. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Some of this stuff you may not want to hear, but I sincerely believe with all of my heart that God is going to continue pouring out his wrath on this nation unless, like we heard this morning, the church steps up and repents and gets that covering back on America. God is going to continue pouring out his wrath on this nation. I believe 100%. God could have easily stopped what happened Friday. He could have easily stopped it, but he did not because we have invoked, as a nation, we have invoked the wrath of God upon our land. And I am fearful of it. I am fearful. Unless we repent and turn back to his holy commandments, God has no choice but to inflict us with calamity. And when I say calamity, I don't know, natural disasters, Economic failure, fear, trembling, gripping this land. I don't know what God is going to do, but he's going to continue to pour this out unless we turn back to his holy commandments, unless we repent of our ways. He has to. Why? Because God is just. He has to. Why? Because God will, one way or the other, he will receive glory. He will receive glory. It'll be the easy way or the hard way. And a long time ago, America's chosen the hard way. And I am fearful. I am fearful of the hand of God. Bible says in Romans chapter 1, verse 18, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all unrighteousness, ungodliness, and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Bible says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all unrighteousness. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we, ha- we didn't even get done cleaning up Superstorm Sandy, which costed tens of billions of dollars worth of damage. And here we are burying 20 children and, and seven adults. I'm telling you, God is pouring out his wrath on this land. He could have stopped it, but he didn't. God has removed his blessing off America, removed it. And we can't even figure anything out. We can't figure out a budget. We can't even begin to pass a budget. All we can do is bicker in the government. We can't begin to start how to attack this huge deficit we got. We can't protect our borders. They want to riot up in Michigan now. I'm telling you, the whole entire land is falling apart, and it all comes back to leaving the principles that our forefathers created this nation on. I need my son Isaac up here for a minute. Come here, buddy. Come here. Up here. I want everybody to take a good look at my youngest son, Isaac. Come on up here. Say hi. Say hi in this mic from here. Hi. Okay, go ahead and sit back down. Everybody take a good look at Isaac. My... My wife and I have been real upset this weekend. Our neighbors are real upset. We had some basketball tournaments for my other son, Luke, and talking to some other parents. Everybody's upset. Nobody wants to send their kids to school anymore. My neighbor has a daughter, only daughter, same age as my son. He freaked out, don't want to send his daughter to school anymore. <clears throat> reason why I brought my, brought my son Isaac up here, because all those children that passed away, they released the, the names and birthdays of all the, the, the victims of those children. One of those kids, their birthday was 2-22-06. That's the same birthday as my son. Let alone burying my son, how would I feel to bury him, let alone his cause of death was because he was riddled with bullets from senseless violence, violence that can't be profiled. No one in the world can profile and say, him, he's going to do it next. No one knows. No one has a clue. We're standing there holding a bag. And no one knows. No one, everyone wants to say, I, I see now, everyone's, well, me- mental health screening. We need to start doing mental health screening. Well, gun control. We need to reevaluate our gun laws. Tell you what, we have created a problem that no legislation in the land, no new bill is going to take care of it. We've created some problem bigger than man, bigger than man. Nothing is going to fix it except turning back to the principles in the Bible. Turning back, that is the only thing, the only thing. This country is not being blessed by God anymore. I feel so terrible for those parents. And do you see, you can't even hardly turn on the news without some type of horrendous violence or some type of natural disaster in the world. Nearly every day there's a natural disaster somewhere, an earthquake, a mudslide. People are being killed left and right. There's violence erupting. No one can agree on everyone, on anything. 
That really hit me when I heard the birth date of that. I think it might have been a little girl. Same as my son. You know, you think there's a parent out there that probably had presents under the tree already bought and wrapped for a, a young one that'll never be opened up. I'm fearful of the hand of the Lord tonight. I'm, fear, I'm fearful. I'm fearful of God's wrath. This nation mocks God daily. Booth, you have a picture ready for me? This picture's probably not good quality, but that is a billboard that is hanging up right now in the melting pot of the United States of America in Times Square in New York, New York by the atheists of America. It says with Santa, keep the Mary, and a picture of Jesus below it says, dump the myth. That is hanging up right now. Right, if you drove in your car right now to New York City, that's hanging right there in Times Square. Thanks, Booth. I'm telling you what, we mock God. We not only mock God, we say there is no God. That's the growing opinion nowadays. People are just saying there is no God. I am fearful of what wrath we have invoked from God. I'm going to read to you scripture that scares the life out of me. Galatians 6 verse 7 says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. Bible says God is not mocked. He will not be mocked. For that a man sows, he shall also reap. These random violence act school shootings, that's what we're reaping in our society. We have sowed into our children. We have sowed into our education system godlessness. We not only, we focus on, we took prayer out of schools. Before that, we took religion clear out of our textbook. We used to teach our kids with the Bible. That's long gone, let alone prayer. And you know what? We are reaping what we have sown into our society. We have sown godlessness into society. Now we have a society that manifests godlessness. And no one can figure out, well, what the world is going on here? God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. Can't even put up a nativity scene anymore for crying out loud. I saw a, a cartoon that had, it was a, of a guy walking down the street that had all this smut, you know, this smut store, this smut magazine rack. And the guy was walking and kept walking, and there was a nativity scene. And through all this junk and garbage around him, he pointed to the nativity scene and said, that offends me. I'll tell you what, that is exactly how this country is. I read an article. The Bible says God is not mocked. I read an article just a, a week and a half ago of this group of people that sued. It was in Montana. They sued over the statue of Jesus. It was actually a war memorial given to these veterans uh, for when they were overseas fighting somewhere. There was this statue of Jesus, and they said it encouraged them. So when they came back to the States, they gave this memorial to these veterans. Well, this group of people said, I don't want Jesus' statue. We're suing. Well, the judge threw it out and said, no, you, you can't because you have to come up with an example of that statue actually offending someone. So what did they do? They went and they got someone and said, hey, they, it offended this guy right here. 
Listen, this is how they are mocking. So the judge said, okay, we can proceed with this now. And then the the atheistic, God-hating people said, hallelujah, mocking, mocking. I say, hallelujah, that's what they said. Hallelujah, we're going to get rid of this statue of Jesus. The Bible says, be not deceived, God is not mocked. Telling you what, tearing down them Ten Commandments, taking that stuff, throwing it in the trash, spitting in God's face, we are reaping it by burying our children over there in Connecticut. I am fearful. Fearful because that's not the end. That's not the end. Matter of fact, I say all these are the beginnings of sorrows is what I say. Lest we turn back to the Lord. Lest we turn back to what this nation was founded on, dedicated to the Word of God. Now it's the most offensive book in this land. Hated. Truth has fallen in the streets. We've kicked God out of our schools. We've taken God out of our textbooks. And we're reaping what we have sown. Our government is broke. It won't acknowledge God. Jesus is not politically correct anymore to mention. Most businesses won't even tell you Merry Christmas anymore. We will continue to reap what we sow, and that's what scares me. Isaiah 5.20 says, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. The Bible says, Woe unto them. That's what we've done. The Bible says, Woe unto you. Woe unto this nation. What we call marriage equality now, God calls it an abomination. Therefore, he is sending his judgment. He's not going to send his judgment. He is sending his judgment. He's hitting us in our pocketbook with jobs, unemployment going up, can't figure out any budget. We're broke. And he's hitting us where it hurts. But kids, I'm telling you, I'm fearful of the hand of the Lord tonight. Fearful. And God's going to do it whatever way he deems necessary. Whatever way he deems necessary. You know what's ironic about the whole situation? You watch any newscast, even your beloved Fox for all the right-wingers, which I know most of us probably in here are. Not a one of them have a clue that it might possibly be because we have turned away from the commands of God, from the holy command. Not a one of them have a clue. Not a one of them. The irony of it all. The very thing that's causing this, they have no clue that that's what it may be. The Bible says in Matthew 24, verse 32, Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender and puts forth leaves, ye know that summer is nigh. So likewise, when ye shall see all these things, know that it is near even at the doors. I'm telling you what, I'm looking at the tree and the branches are tender and it's starting to bud and I know that summer is nigh. Bible says, then you know it's, very, it's right at the door. I'm telling you what, we are right at the door. I'm telling you what, the, the ancient Mayans, Bible says don't, no man knows the day or the hour. If you're putting any credit into that, any merit into that Mayan thing, that the world ends the 21st of December, I think is what it is. Now, I'm here to discredit it because the Bible says no man knows. That was a good guess they had. I'll tell you what, it was a good guess, but no man knows. But 
Jesus didn't leave us totally in the dark now, did he? He gave us clues. He gave us prophecies. He gave us the word. He's saying, hey, when you see all these things happen, come on, man, you know it's right at the door. The time for playing church is over with. Blaming Obama, that's over with. Matter of fact, it's pointless. Pointless to blame him. Pointless to blame your government. We heard this morning, if my people, if my people... I believe there's enough people in this room tonight if we honestly and sincerely prayed and begged God for mercy that God would say, all right, I will stay my hand again for a period and we'll see what happens. I believe there's enough people in this room tonight to stay God's hand of wrath, even for the entire country. We must humble ourselves and repent. We must worship God. We must beg for mercy. I didn't say pray for mercy. I said beg for mercy. Beg for the mercy of God. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. Isn't it interesting how the Bible says, and heal their land? Our land is sick, is it not? Very land is sick. I'll tell you what. I go to pray anymore, and it seems the only thing I can mutter is, Lord, have mercy. God, have mercy on us. God, have mercy. Have mercy. Because we've done invoked the wrath of a great and terrible God. How many of you know the Bible says God is a terrible God? Yes, it does. I'm telling you what, the days of God being pure, loving, and nothing bad's going to happen, everything's going to be all right, you got the wrong image of God. You don't know the God of the Bible. We just saying how great is our God. All will see how great is our God. He's going to get his glory, church, one way or the other, the easy way or the hard way. And we've done chosen the hard way. And that's what scares me. It scares me because I got babies. I got a wife that I love and care about. Bible says in Matthew 24, verse 37, but as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. People were partying down, having a good old time, never giving God a thought. Their thoughts were evil continually until the day the flood came and took them all away, and it was too late. I fear the wrath of God. Look at the TV show, Doomsday Preppers. Pastor mentioned it last week. Look at that TV show. I don't know if you've ever watched it. I've actually seen a part of an episode because it kind of interested me. I wanted to see it. People are spending thousands and thousands, life savings. I actually saw the, the episode I watched. A man sold all that he had and took everything and bought this parcel of ground remote and took his wife and did all this stuff, you know, that... To, to make sure he would be safe when some type of calamity happened. And I'll tell you what, that show, what's the motivation even behind that show? People know something's going down, don't they? People know. And that's actually the mercy of God. That's God speaking to saved and unsaved people. Hey, something's coming. The, before the days of Noah, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the flood came and took them all away. 
God's saying, hey, I'm speaking to your conscience right now. Something is coming. People are taking hundreds of thousands of dollars and spending it to make themselves safe, to make sure they'll be secure. And it's all a waste, a colossal waste. No bomb shelter in the world will keep you safe from the wrath of God. You hear me? No bomb shelter in the world. No amount of canned foods that you can buy. No amount of ammo and weaponry that you have will keep you safe from God's wrath, from the mighty hand of God. There's absolutely nothing that you can do. On a Nat Geo survey, 41% of people interviewed said a bomb shelter is better than a retirement account. Almost half the people said, I'd rather have a bomb shelter than a retirement account. God is trying to send a message to this land, is he not? Same survey, National Geographic survey said 51% of the people surveyed expect a financial collapse. You can throw me in there too, I expect it. I expect them to come to me and say, hey... You know your IRA that had that money? You don't have it no more. I probably won't. Yeah, I figured that was coming. 51, over half the people asked, expect it. People's conscience, given by God, whether you're saved or not, people's conscience are telling them something. And that comes from God. God is crying out and telling everyone, hey, I'm going to send more calamity. I'm telling you now, before the flood comes. It's actually the mercy of God. If you think about all these poor babies that died over there, I know this sounds tough, but even in a way it's merciful because I believe those children are right in heaven. I believe they are. That's the only little bit of comfort I can get out of that. Who's to stop that from happening in my kids' school system or in your kids' school system? I'm telling you, all it takes is is one totally normal family, even could be a church family, and there'll be a divorce. And I'll tell you what happens to them kids. They get angry. They get angry for some reason. I'll tell you what, and it blows up. And we start ordering body bags and burying people. Let me tell you something. If you think, you say, I mean, how dare you say God could, could cause all that stuff or God could let that happen. Who do you think flooded the earth and killed everybody except for one family? God flooded the earth. Who do you think destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah with fire and brimstone? God did. I'm telling you what, we made the wrong image of God. We created our own God. And we think he won't do anything to harm us. He won't do anything bad. Yes, he will. I'm telling you, yes, he will. He is a great God. All will see how great our God is. All will see. He will receive his glory one way or the other. This, this nation is why I'm so fearful. This nation is such an idolatry. We are filled with idolatry. We have taken pure and innocent things, sports, and made them gods. I bet you God hates our sports now and can't stand them. Because we've made them gods. 
We've made homes gods. We've made money gods. We've made cars gods. The Bible tells us to set our affections on things above, not on things here below where moth and rust does corrupt. We're filled with lust, greed, envy, everything in the Bible. That's what this nation stands for. Everything in the Bible that says don't stand for, that's what we stand for. God flooded the earth. God killed everybody. His mighty hand of wrath did. And I fear it. I fear the Lord. I fear the Lord. I pray, God, protect my babies, protect my wife, protect my church family. God, have mercy on us all. We done messed up, church. We done messed up. I know that he is still merciful. And he does renew his mercies every day, but that doesn't stop me being afraid right now. I'm afraid of the, when I wake up tomorrow, what might happen. I wake up every day and I check this Fox News app I got on my phone. I'm like, well, what went down today? And I'm scared looking at it. There's scary stuff in the Bible. Tell me what, you know, the Bible says in Revelation 8, 13, woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth. When all this stuff starts going down, the Bible says an angel shouts with a loud voice, woe, woe, woe to all the inhabitants of the earth. You know what woe means? It's a cry of distress. It's a cry of regret. The angel shouts that to us. Woe, woe, woe to all you inhabitants of the earth. Almost like he's saying, I wouldn't want to be in your shoes right now. The Bible also says in Revelation chapter 9 that men, there'll be a time so bad and fouled up that men will seek death and death will evade them. They'll want to die because of how scary and how much turmoil will be in our land. Men will seek death and won't be able to find it. This is the only thing we've got now. Is the only thing we got. Is the word of God. Our strong tower, our place of refuge. Bible says that men's heart will fail them for fear. People will be so afraid that their hearts will fail them from fear. People are just going to start dying, heart attacks, because they're so filled with fear. And nobody knows what to do. We don't even know how to address our problems. The Bible says in Revelations chapter 6, verse 15, And all the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bondman, and every free man hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us, hide us from the face of him that sits on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb, for the great day of his wrath has come, and who shall be able to stand? All these kings, presidents, mighty men, Men of war, men of valor, free men, bondmen, slaves, whatever. They're all going to run to the mountains and say, rocks fall on us, hide us from God, hide us from God. God have mercy on us all. All I can see, seem to do when I pray is say, God have mercy. I'm telling you what, we better be repenting. We better be reprioritizing. We better be watching. We better be holding fast to the faith. We better be standing firm on this thing because the storm's coming. Storm's here. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 3 says, Knowing this first, 
that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. For this they willingly or ignorant of that the word of God, the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world was then being overflowed with water perished, but the heavens and the earth which are now by the same word are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is as a thousand years, and as a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, and the earth also, and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens, being on fire, shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. The word of God tells us that he is coming like a thief in the night. He's coming like a thief in the night when mankind least expects it. When we say peace and safety, there'll be sudden destruction. I'm telling you what, I'm not here to argue whether you think we're going to be raptured out of here pre-tribulation, post-tribulation, or mid-tribulation. I'm not here to argue that with you, but I'm telling you, something's coming down the pike. Something's, I don't want to scare anybody, but I got a foreboding feeling inside of me. You can't just keep going on mocking to God all the time and expect everything to be all right. You cannot. You cannot. As we heard this morning, made so much sense to me. Fifty years ago, we removed prayer out of schools. And now here we are 50 years later, reaping in the benefits of murder, senseless violence, with no explanation. May the Lord have mercy on us. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. The heavens shall pass away with a great noise. I'm telling everybody in this room, better keep one eye on the sky. Keep one ear open for the trumpet. Because I'm looking at that tree and it's blooming. The leaves are coming out. It's starting to bud and I know that summer is nigh. Jesus said, know that it is at the door. Do you know that the Bible commands us actually over and over to be watching? To watch, the Bible says, over and over. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 6 says, Therefore let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. Bible commands us to watch and be sober. Quit sleeping all the time. Watch and be sober. Bible says in Matthew 25, 13, Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man comes. Bible commands us to watch therefore. Watch and be sober. Matthew 24, 42 says, Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord does come. Tell you what, church, we better be watching. 
1 Corinthians 16, 13 says, Watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quit you like men, and be strong. Bible commands us to watch. We better be watching. We better be praying. Colossians chapter 4, verse 2 says, Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7 says, but, it, but the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer. Anybody thinks that just a little bit of sipping alcohol is okay? The Bible says, be ye sober and watch. You can't be sober and drink alcohol. The end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer. I'll tell you what, we better be watching. We better be praying. We better be studying. We better be meditating on his word. We better be worshiping. We better be witnessing. We better be about our Father's business. We better be obedient. I'm telling you what, we better get, stick to our word. I believe that the end is drawing nigh. I believe that God is going to continue to send his wrath. If the rapture doesn't happen, he's going to continue to pour out his wrath unless this nation turns, unless the church turns. Look, I'm not telling you to be an escapist, to, to quit your job and to move to some remote forest or something like that. No, I'm not telling you that. I'm not telling you to buy canned goods and ammo. I'm not telling you that at all. And I'm not telling you to try to escape all this stuff. You can't escape it. But I am telling you to watch and pray. I'm telling you to continue in the faith. Lord, have mercy on us. We have invoked the wrath of God, and I'm fearful. I'm telling you what, church, I encourage you to break out the Bible. Study your Matthew chapter 24. Study the book of Daniel. Study. Study Second Peter. Study Second Timothy chapter 3. Study all that good stuff. Learn it. Know it. Study the book of Revelations. There's some crazy stuff in there. Study it. When he returns, he is going to look for people without spot and wrinkle. Lord, have mercy on us. God will be glorified one way or the other, church. He will be. We heard this in Sunday school this morning. Found in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 22. It was scary. The Bible says, How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? And the scorners delight in the scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. Because I have called and ye refused. I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded. But ye have said at not all my counsel and would none of my reproofs. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear comes. When your fear comes as desolation and your destruction comes as a whirlwind. When distress and anguish comes upon you. Then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. For that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would none of my counsel. They despised all of my reproofs. Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whoso hearkens unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. God is the only 
way. God is the only means. God, this word of God is the only thing we got left now. There's no government. There's no next presidency going to help you out. I'm telling you what, this is all we have now. This is all we actually ever had. We never had anything else other than this. We thought we did. All we have is the word of God. All we have is God. Repentance is the key. We are guilty before God. We're guilty. Even here in this church, much as I love this church and grew up, we're guilty. I see lukewarmness in this church amongst us. People lukewarm. People who do not hunger and thirst after righteousness like the word commands us to. We are lukewarm. We are guilty. We have set our affections on other things, on things that are meaningless. Jesus tells us they're meaningless. They'll rust. Moths will corrupt them. They mean nothing. What do you think things mean and stuff means to those parents over in Connecticut? Nothing to them, does it? It means nothing to them anymore. Stuff means nothing to them when they're burying their babies. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Lord, have mercy on us. I'm fearful for the days to come, church. Just being honest with you. Just being honest, telling you my insides, telling you my heart right now. I'm fearful for the days to come. I do not believe this, the last of the violent shootings. They can, they can take away all the guns in the world. People are still going to shoot people. People are still going to kill people. Drugs are illegal right now. People do drugs every day. Don't matter what you do with guns. Don't matter what you legislate. We took down the holy commandments that said thou shalt not kill. We took them down lest they may influence someone. I saw a good thing someone posted the other day. Said that the word of God is discouraged in schools, not allowed in schools. But when they end up, end up criminals in jail, the word of God is encouraged. Then, tell you what, put the word of God in the schools, you might not have that situation in the jail. I'm just fearful because I'm not exempted from God's wrath. I'm caught up in this thing too. We all are. We all are. I'm not guaranteed, you're not guaranteed a hunky-dory rest of your life. We are in this thing together. I'll tell you what, that's why I don't understand people that don't come to church. I come here to receive encouragement from my brothers and sisters. We're in the last days together, are we not? I mean, you're trying to earn a living and make your way and raise your family just like I am. How can you not come to church? Why don't you, why do people not want to come to church? I'm fearful for my family, for my wife, and for my kids. I'm fearful. I know that the Bible commands me over and over and over to fear not. I know that it does, but that's easier said than done. If I'm being truthful with you. I like to tell you I'm tough and I'm not afraid of anything. I like to tell you that. I'd like to be like that. But to be honest with you, I'm scared of the wrath of God. I ain't playing. I'm scared of the wrath of God. God's no one to mess with. 
It seems like you can get away with stuff. It seems like you can steal something, stick it in your pocket, and if no man catches you, you're good. It seems like you can hang a billboard like that, nothing happened, you're good. Because God, it seems like, hey, God, where are you at sometimes? Where are you at? But God is not slack concerning his promises. One day as is a thousand years unto the Lord. He comes back and he gets his glory. I'll tell you what, he does. Every jot and tittle, the Bible says. Every idle word, the Bible says, we'll give an account for. I need to bring this to a close. I want to finish with this. This is my only silver lining on the dark cloud. And I know you have this memorized. Romans 8, 28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God according to those who are called to his purpose. We know that all these things, these evil massacres in schools, they're going to work for good, but only to those that love him and are called according to his purpose. I believe God is going to keep sending calamity, but it's going to work for good because it's going to wake some people up. The Bible says save some by fear. You know what? I have no problem with people coming to church saying, I'm scared to death. I need salvation. I've got no problem with that. The Bible says save some by fear. And God has been kind to us and generous to us all these years. And he's saying, hey, that didn't work. I got another way, the hard way. And I'm telling you, as a preacher here tonight, be prepared for more of it. Everybody in this room better be praying and begging for mercy for God. Asking God to stay his hand of destruction. Now we're going to play some music here shortly, Booth, if you would. And we would not be a good church if we didn't end this with just a prayer time. I want everyone to come down to the altar, dim these lights, play some music. And listen, pray for mercy for those families over there burying their babies less than two weeks from Christmas. Pray for mercy for them. Pray for salvation for those people. That, that those parents whose lives are now shattered for the rest of their lives, they got a hole in their heart. Pray that God brings them salvation. Pray that some way, somehow, God is manifested through this. Pray that God stays his hand from this certain doom and destruction. Pray that God has mercy on us. All right, guys, if you want to play some music, make your way down here and pray, church. We best be praying. Any more time for no more games, no nothing. We need mercy from God. Father God, we ask you for mercy now, Lord Jesus. We ask you for mercy for this country, Lord. We ask you for mercy, Lord Jesus. Lord, please have mercy. We know we don't deserve it. We know we've spit in your face, Father God. We know that we've casted you out of our education system, Father God. We've casted you out of our schools. We've casted you out of our government. We've casted you out of everything, Father God. But we ask you for mercy, Lord God. Lord, we ask you that you would strengthen the church, Lord God. Lord, get the church back to its first love, Lord God. Turn us back to your first love, Lord Jesus. Lord, restore to the years that the canker worm has eaten, Lord God. Take all of our idols that we've set up, Lord. Let us raise them down, Lord Jesus. Let us crash our idols down, Father God, and lift up the name of Jesus Christ, who is worthy to be praised. 
Lord God, we know that you are a great, mighty God, Lord. And we do fear you here in this church. We fear you, Lord God. We fear what your hand is able and capable of doing, Father God. Lord Jesus, we, we repent of our evil ways, Father God. We repent of our sin, Lord Jesus. We repent of getting our affections on other things of the world, Father God. Lord Jesus, we curse and cast down a iniquity in this land, Lord. Lord, we just curse the spirit of abortion in this land, Lord Jesus. We curse drugs. We curse false prophets. We curse false religions, Lord. Lord Jesus, send revival to your churches. Send a harvest, Lord Jesus. Send workers into the fields, Lord Jesus.